0: I'm Taylor Tarter, and this is Fastball Fantasy Baseball. Let's get into it. Before we get going, I want to thank you for listening. This is just a reminder to subscribe to the podcast on whichever platform you're using. You'll be notified when a new episode is published. Also, please give the show a five star rating. Each high rating is going to move my podcast up the list on all the podcast platforms when people search for fantasy baseball. So yeah, that would be really good for me and it's something that really helps me out and I would appreciate it greatly. You can also do a paid subscription where you can receive rewards like stickers, t-shirts, personalized fantasy baseball advice, but of course all that is optional. I'm also now on Instagram at fastball fastball fantasy baseball. There, I'll be posting there as much as I can with daily info and updates. Uh, so make sure to follow me there, fastball fantasy baseball on the gram. All right. So uh, as far as player news, um, it's not so much player news, but you know we lost a, another slate of games this week, although not because of the coronavirus like earlier in the season. Uh, the wildfires rage, raging along the West Coast caused such poor air quality in Seattle that the two-game series between the Giants and the Mariners has been postponed. It was supposed to be Monday-Tuesday, now it's Wednesday-Thursday. So, you know, on the fantasy baseball side of things, hopefully you haven't lost at-bats because they're making the games up this week. Um, but I'll, I'm i going to give you a strategy and some tips in a few minutes that will help you maximize your lineup the next two weeks because of all the postponements earlier in the season that are being made up here at the end. Uh, In other news, other baseball news this week, the Yankees turned it on again after going 5-15 in their last 20. On Tuesday, they exploded with 20 runs against the Blue Jays. Uh, DJ LeMahieu and Luke Voigt absolutely crushed. Both of those guys are probably rostered in your league. Gary Sanchez even chimed in. Uh, Clint Frazier looked good as well. Uh, He should be rostered at this point if you need um, outfield help. And this isn't fantasy baseball relevant, but it is baseball relevant. Uh, The MLB is finally following in the footsteps of the NHL and the NBA, and they're doing a bubble for the playoffs. The World Series is going to be played entirely at the Texas Rangers ballpark in Arlington. Uh, more baseball news. We had another rookie call up this week. The Red Sox called up pitcher Tanner Houck, uh, who looked really good in his debut against Miami. He had seven strikeouts over five innings and didn't give up a run. I'd like to see him pitch against a tougher offense before I make a call. But you know, if he lines up with any weak hitting offenses down the stretch, um, you know, it, it looks like Boston is trying to see what they have in him, and you know, they're going to give him a bit of a leash in in their games. Uh so he could be worth starting um next week or later this week if he if he ends up pitching. Uh other than that, there isn't a ton of huge news in fantasy baseball. Um you know this is a stretch run and you should be doing everything you can to finish strong. So let's get into some COVID news. Coronavirus. Thanks, Cardi B. But actually, thankfully, there isn't really any COVID news this week, at least none that matters. The only sort of COVID-related news is that Padres reliever Javi Guerra um, went on the IL for personal reasons, and it was speculated that it could be COVID, but the team has made it clear that it is absolutely not COVID-related. But Guerra is not fantasy-relevant, so don't worry about him. I also wouldn't factor in Cardinals pitcher Johan Oviedo into my fantasy roster. He's returning from... The COVID IL after coming in contact with someone who had the virus, although he never tested positive, still doesn't don't need to be you don't need to roster him. Uh, there are a few injury updates as well. So Giancarlo Stanton and Gio Urshela returned from the injured list, and both should be rostered down the stretch. Uh, also, keep an eye out for Aaron Judge, who could be back today or at least by the weekend. Um, Cole Hamels is pitching today against Baltimore. I'm interested in seeing what he does today. If he looks good and gets another matchup next week, he could be a sneaky play in the final week of the fantasy season. We'll talk about him a little bit later, Uh, but Atlanta may have him on a short leash. It, It really just depends on how they use him today, and if they give him five, six innings, then he's definitely worth an ad. John Gray has been shut down for the rest of the season with shoulder issues. Uh, Yankees pitcher James Paxton has had a setback in his recovery from a forearm issue and he may not return for the regular season. Arizona's hopeful Cattell Marte will return from a wrist injury before the season ends, but he wasn't producing much during the season during his time playing and you know certainly not what we've expected from him after the last two years. And I'd leave him on waivers even if he does come back. Or if I rostered him, I would drop him and use my roster spot or my IL for somebody uh, with a little bit more production. Padres, uh, first baseman Eric Hosmer is apparently making rapid progress. But it's hard to be a good hitter with a broken finger. So I'd continue to lean on Mitch Moreland and plan for Hosmer to either not return or if he does return, to not be at the level that he was before his injury. Um, Oakland third baseman Matt Chapman uh, just had surgery to repair a torn right hip labrum, and he's out of commission for four months, but he and the team both expect him to be ready for spring training in February. It appears outfielder Teoscar Hernandez could make it back before the end of the season for the Blue Jays. Who knew? Uh, You know, he had an oblique injury, and before he left, he was a top five player on ESPN's Player Raider. Now, whoever dropped, if if anybody in your league dropped him, he's definitely worth an ad. if you have an IL spot, though, again, it's still speculation. You know, you could be waiting for nothing if he tweaks it. Oblique injuries are really unpredictable, and, you know, if he tweaks it, he may not be coming back. But... If you have the IL spot, he could be worth a speculative add uh, for this last week or so. Uh, Verlander, Justin Verlander, still out for the Astros. Um, they're saying he might get one start before the end of the season, but you know, I don't expect him to get very many innings, at least not enough to be worthwhile. And to me, he's not worth uh, holding on to. If you've been holding on to him, pick up a different pitcher uh to get you some some more valuable innings uh the last week and a half here. Reese Hoskins has had a really up and down season this year, but it looks like he's gonna be out for the foreseeable future. He could require Tommy John. Um the good thing for him is he uh can play first base and a UCL injury for a fielder is not as long of a process to return from as it is for a pitcher. Detroit second baseman, Jonathan Scope, is out on the 10-day injured list with a wrist sprain. Depending on how he recovers, how soon he recovers, he could be back to help you for the end of the season. To me, he's still worth uh, rostering. If you have him, if you have an IL spot for him, definitely throw him on. He's been pretty decent this season, and he could be worth hanging on to. Um, the Royals are saying that Jorge Soler also could return for the weekend coming back from an oblique injury, but it's most likely he returns when the team returns home on Monday. Um he's worth an ad if he's been dropped in your league, but um again, just like with Tasker Hernandez, it is a you know, the oblique injury is pretty unpredictable, so you could be picking him up for nothing. Uh Sonny Gray is uh out on the 10-day. IL. He's had an incredible season for the Reds, but um, you he could be back for one more game before the playoffs. It's likely that if somebody in your league is holding on to him, but if, if for some reason he's been dropped, I would say pick him up. Uh, in these last two weeks, it's going to be extra important for you to work the waiver wire, so let's talk strategy and who you should be picking up down the stretch. I lift things up and put them down. I've been talking a lot about streaming pitchers over the last few weeks, uh, but one thing to consider for this final stretch of the season is actually streaming batters. Why, you might ask. Well, there's a number of teams with doubleheaders down the stretch, and while the batters on those teams might not get every at-bat in every game, you're guaranteed extra at-bats, and that means you have the opportunity for extra production in your lineup. There's several teams that are going to be playing extra games down the stretch. Uh, The dates of the games and the matchups are Baltimore and Tampa on the 17th, Washington and Miami on the 18th and the 20th, Milwaukee and St. Louis on the 16th, that's today, and the 25th. You have Philly and Toronto on the 18th, as well as Philly and Washington on the 22nd. And then Arizona and Colorado on the twenty fifth, and Pittsburgh and St. Louis on the eighteenth. So it's a lot of, a lot of teams, a lot of dates. Uh, but basically, you should really be stacking up on St. Louis and Washington players most of all. I'd also consider picking up relievers on those teams uh, with double headers coming up. But since most of the like legit closers are going to be rostered. Uh, What I would do is I would pick up the guys who are next in line for those jobs, like Yimmy Garcia, Will Harris, Hector Neris, Nick Turley, Ryan Helsley. You know, all those guys are going to have value in the coming week because those teams are going to need to rely on those, you know, top setup guys, those top middle relief guys, because they're going to run out of arms in their bullpens in all those doubleheaders. Uh, So instead of going through the most dropped and added names like we normally would, what I'm going to do is I'm going to pick a few for you that I'd be targeting for the stretch run from those teams with a lot of extra games coming up. Now, remember, extra games means extra at-bats. It doesn't guarantee production, but it guarantees the opportunity for extra production. So outfielder DJ Stewart and corner infielder Ryan Mountcastle have been really productive for Baltimore over the last week. And I think both of them would be good ads down the stretch. Now, I trust uh, Stewart a little bit more because of the hard contact rate and because Mountcastle has an absurd BABIP. That suggests his batting average is going to come down. I don't want that to happen to me the last week of the season, so I'm going to go with the the guy that's got a, a legit power bat. There's a few interesting batters on Miami, too. Um, Jesus Aguilar ha- at first base has been doing pretty well recently. He's been getting some consistent playing time there, as has third base outfield uh, player Brian Anderson. Both should be valuable down this stretch, uh, especially Anderson with position el- multiple position eligibility. Aguilar has actually been underperforming in the home run fly ball category, which means in the last week, you might see him hit a few extra home runs. Obviously, you know, I'm speculating, but I'm looking at the data and projecting, right? I'm I'm making an educated guess. I'd also expect Brian Anderson to have a few rougher games down the stretch because he's got high BABIP, higher than normal fly ball rate, but his hard contact rate is excellent. And so as long as he can transfer some of his 49% ground ball rate into... Line drives or fly balls in the next week or so. He could be a really productive bat. I'd prefer Aguilar if I had to pick one of them, but um, I think they're both worth rostering. Uh, Ryan Braun also interests me uh, in Milwaukee. He has struggled with some bad luck this season, but over the last week he seems to be turning it around. He could be a good pickup for the Brewers doubleheader and uh, for going forwards. A uh, Philly third baseman Alec Baum is still widely available. Uh, I don't understand how. You should check your leagues, see if he's out there and pick him up. He is producing. He's doing so in a prime spot in the lineup. Uh they all the Phillies also have another hot bat outfielder, Adam Hazley. Uh but he's not gonna get you anything but empty average. Um, his hard contact rate is way too low, and his ground ball rate is way too high to really produce. I think his last week is a bit of a fluke with the 7 RBI. Um, I, The the guy to pick up in that lineup is Alec Bong. Uh Pittsburgh first base, Josh Bell. He is heating up. He had a terrible couple of weeks here, but he's heating up and should be rostered for the rest of the season. He's been striking out too much, which has been hurting him. Uh, and he's been hitting too many ground balls, but the hard contact rate is there, and he's shown in the last seven days he can still hit home runs. So, um, you know, maybe he's made an adjustment uh, in the last week or two, and it seems to be turning things around for him. St. Louis Cardinals uh, third baseman Matt Carpenter has had a rough couple of years. He's been striking out a lot this season. Uh, he's had a good week, but he hasn't really done anything this season to show me he's worth rostering, during the most important part of the season, the lack of power this season seems legitimate, and you know you might be tempted to add him for the last week or so because of what he's done this past you know in his past seven days, but he's a very, very risky add. Uh, most of the better batters from the Cardinals are likely rostered in your league, but if Tommy Edmonds still out there, he's a great play for the rest of the year. Uh, As far as Tampa players, I would be targeting Nate Lowe uh, at first base, as well as his teammate outfielder, Manny Margot. Nate Lowe is striking out a lot, but when he is making contact, he is making really good contact. His home run to fly ball rate is insanely high, so he may not hit for crazy power, but I'd expect him to be productive. It's a good lineup. Uh, Margot has had an awakening in Tampa. Uh, He isn't going to hit for power, but he's a legit source of steals, and he's getting on base, and you know, a a lot of players that are going to get you steals aren't really getting on base that much, you know, uh, Alberto Mondesi, Billy Hamilton, a lot of people want guys like that because they're so fast and they get steals. Well, Margot is actually getting on base, so I would go after him. He's a sneaky pickup down the stretch uh and he and he's improved his batting average now washington uh batters that I'm interested in for the stretch run include catcher Jan Gomes, outfielder Adam Eaton, and utility man asdrubal Cabrera uh catcher Kurt Suzuki's been uh in and out of the lineup, so gomes has been getting some more time and he's been productive with it. Uh, Suzuki could eat into that time in in this last week or so, but Gomes looks like the hot bat there. Eaton has had a stretch of bad luck this season. Normally his VABIP is 60 points higher uh, than it is right now. And this last week he's shown he's starting to turn things around. He's an interesting bat that could get you another home run or two Plus a couple of steals in the next week. I also like uh, Azdrubal Cabrera for his versatility. He's got a lot of positional eligibility and the fact that Nats coach Davey Martinez loves to put Cabrera in the lineup. He's going to be productive and he's going to have a lot of bats to produce. So on that note we'll take a quick break but when we come back we'll take a look at some of the hottest players over the past week. We'll talk about streaming and we'll go over some relief arms that you can pick up down the stretch. That Hansel's so hot right now. It's very likely that your trade deadline has passed, so there's no point in covering players who've been hot over the past week that you might want to trade for or trade away, and you don't need me to tell you that Freddie Freeman is real good. So instead, we're going to focus on some of the hottest hitters and pitchers that you can pick up for the stretch run. And now I've already mentioned some players like Josh Bell, who you can pick up, who have double headers coming up. So let's add a few more uh, names to the list. So Angels first baseman, Jared Walsh, is an excellent pickup for the stretch run. He's getting playing time there, and he's making the most of it. His hard contact rate is excellent, but he's hitting the ball on the ground a little too much, and I don't think he's going to hit a home run every other day like he has been, but he definitely has the penchant for power, and he should produce in a good lineup in L.A. Uh, Minnesota outfielder Byron Buxton has had a good week, but I don't trust him enough to add him for the stretch. He is walking in less than 1% of his at-bats. He is striking out in nearly a quarter of his at-bats. So if you're expecting him to get you steals, he is not gonna get on base enough. And yes, he's been hitting home runs, but his home run to fly ball rate is much higher than usual, meaning he's getting a little fortunate there with home runs, and on top of that, his hard contact rate is low. And this makes me think the home runs are gonna slow down soon, and and I want a bat that can produce and is gonna give me some guaranteed production uh in the the last week and a half and i you know byron buxton has had a great week but i'm ignoring him for the rest of the season similarly i don't trust michael franco's recent production uh his BABIP's too high hard contact is too low and he's hitting too many ground balls simple not worth an ad i do like white Sox catcher james mccann though the batting average and home runs probably won't stick, but he does have excellent hard contact and is putting the ball in the air 60% of the time, so he is producing. Now, as far as hot pitchers over the past week, uh, Yankee Davy Garcia is definitely worth an add. Um, I think the ERA is legit. It may come up a little bit because his BABIP is a little low, meaning he's had some good luck but uh, he likely has Boston next, which is a good matchup for him. Oakland starter Sean Manaya had two quality starts in the last week, but faces the Dodgers next, and I would avoid him for that start. And honestly, for any other start he has this season, he isn't striking enough batters uh, out to warrant the ad. Um, White Sox pitcher Dane Dunning has also been excellent in the past week he's pitching against Cincy on Sunday which could be a tough game yeah his 206 Babbitt tells me he's been getting pretty lucky which could mean that we see a spike of of runs we see a spike to his ERA in this game and if you know it's going to happen at any point it's going to be in Great American Ballpark which is notoriously hitter friendly I would avoid him against Cincinnati but he's worth an ad to bench in that game so that you can use him next week I would avoid uh, Houston pitcher Jose Arquidi and Miami pitcher Sandy Alcantara for basically the same uh, reasons as each other low strikeouts low BABIP high walk rate I don't trust the output over the last week and so we'll wrap up today with who you should be streaming and relievers that you should add this week and into early next week Am I streaming? Am I streaming? So, for streamers this week and into next week, um, Arizona pitcher Caleb Smith interests me against the Texas Rangers next Tuesday. I'd lay off Cole Hamill's today, but he has a good matchup against Miami next week. But, like I said earlier, though, pay attention to his usage. I like Houston pitchers, Lance McCullers, today against Texas and Christian Javier against Arizona on Saturday. Both are actually worth holding on to for good matchups next week, too. I like uh, LA pitcher Andrew Haney against uh, Texas on Saturday. Uh, Corbin Burns from Milwaukee may be rostered in your league already, but if he's not, he has an excellent matchup against Kansas City on Sunday. And I like Chris Paddock to recover a little bit in his start against Seattle on Friday. As far as the reliever roundup for this week, uh, Ken Giles has returned, and it's likely he's going to get the saves in Toronto. You may want to see what happens and hang on to Rafael Dolis, but if I rostered, if I had Ken Giles and I rostered any other uh, Toronto relievers as kind of backup, I would be getting rid of those other relievers and put Ken Giles in my lineup. He's the guy there. The Detroit closing situation seems to be in flux. Um, Gregory Soto has looked bad, and Brian Garcia is next in line, but I'm not sure any of those guys are worth rostering. Um, The Angels situation is kind of similar, though. If I was going to roster anyone from that bullpen, it would be Felix Pena, but uh, again, not somebody you need to roster. It also looks like Edwin Diaz has won his closer role back in New York City and is locked in there uh, in that role, Uh, but it seems to be more so because they don't have anybody else, Uh, so he's the guy there. One arm you should be rostering for saves is Hector Neris in Philly. He looks like he's taken over the job from Brandon Workman, Uh, and Daniel Bard looks like he has a hold of the closer role in, in Colorado. Also Tony Watson looks like he's the guy to roster right now in San Francisco although who knows how many saves they're going to get uh, but again look at those teams that have a bunch of doubleheaders coming up and see who see which relief pitchers are available there and you know those guys are going to have some added value Uh, I'll be back next week with some more updates and player news. In the meantime, feel free to reach out via the show's email, fastballfantasybaseball at gmail.com. Follow the show's Instagram at fastballfantasybaseball. And make sure to rate and like the show on whatever platform you listen on. Thanks for listening.